where, where we come from and what we have to do. A lot of mm-hmm. us, we got to get out the mud. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? But the ability to get it out the mud and grow the roses and grow it to a garden, to a... Yeah. Yo, that's a genius. Yes, it is. I came up, my, my startup company is called Knowledge. Mm-hmm. We bring learn-to-earn opportunities to schools across the globe. Yes. Uh, we believe we're building a world where kids can fund their future, where they can learn anything from anywhere and get mm-hmm. paid to do it. Yeah, okay. Correct. We got 5,000 kids across the country learning and earning. Um, 5,000? 5, 5,000 kids, yeah. So... So knowledge, let me, I'll tell you this. So before it was knowledge, the company was called K12 Crypto. Yeah. Right? Um, and we, we, we did a pilot with K12 Crypto. And we're still big in, like, Web3, blockchain technology. Yeah. We're still doing that. But we also understand, like, I'm a brand guy. Yeah. Like, my, my brand, revolutionary educator, mm-hmm. right? being revolutionary. Like, it's, I'm a brand guy. I can build brands and sell in schools and solve problems in schools second mm-hmm. to none. Our, our platform knowledge is the enhancement and the revolutionary approach taken mm-hmm. upon on that study to mm-hmm. gamify learning in a way that engages and personalized to every kid. Yeah. So there's some kids that want the Robux. There's some kids that want the V-Bucks in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. There's some kids that's like, yo, give me the money. Right. There's some kids. Culture Podcast. It's your hostess with the mostest, Maisha, and this is a place where we celebrate creators, entrepreneurs, innovators who shape the culture around us and give relevance to the creator economy one post at a time. So in other words, we're rooting for everybody black. And today we have a special guest who's not only a revolutionary, but he is a man of purpose in our community. So let me read a bit about him just so you can get a little peep of what he does. Amin Ra, Principal Ra, is a speaker and Amazon best-selling author. He's at the forefront of the educational revolution. He trained at the International Institute of Restorative Practices. He funded the University Pathways Public Service Academy. He's recognized as a model for restorative community building. In just two years, it has disseminated its innovative ideas to schools nationwide. Hailing from Compton, California, Amon Rock, he collaborates with organizations like the LA Clippers, Think Watts, Planet Fitness, even the FBI, okay, and a law firm to enhance schools in the community. Nationally renowned for his culturally relevant house system, he fosters a sense of belonging on campuses. In service to Watts, for over a decade, Amon Ra pioneered initiatives like the Boys to Gentlemen program. I love that. And collaborators with the Clippers for community facilities. This man is a pioneer. He's an educator. He's a revolutionary. Welcome, Principal yeah, Ra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes, Excited sir. Excited to dive in for the keys to the culture. Yeah. You know, like I think it's going to be a great conversation. It really is. And I'm so happy that you're here. Yeah. And before we start... Took a minute, though. It, it took a minute. <laughs> but he here. That's we all that matters. It, we made it happen. So before we start, I have one question to ask you. When did you know that black creativity was the culture? Wow. That's that's deep. Uh, I would say, man, just my household, like from, from birth, I, mm. I feel like from, I was, from my ability to understand the type of household I was raised in. I love in. it. So my father, for people that don't know, his, his name was Professor Amin Ra. I go by mm-hmm. Amin Ra. Professor mm-hmm. Amin Ra, born in Compton. My mom, 
And my mom gave me the breath of life of entrepreneurship. Yes. My father gave me the sacred knowledge. Mm. So, like, growing up, I'm the youngest of six, so I was able to see my mom just create. Yeah. Like, when you think about black creativity, like, Absolutely. this is my mom. Like, just just quick story about my mom. She was the... She was the neighborhood go-to for, like, if you ripped your jeans, she knew yeah. how to, she would sew it all up for you. Then she got wow. to the point where she's practicing sewing, and then now she's developing dresses and suits for folks. Wow. And starting to sell them. Then she learned makeup and started a makeup company, and then she did bail bonds. So I seen her just always go for a dream. And then my father was a black nationalist. Mm. So he helped build the black studies department at Long Beach State University yeah. and hired the person that invented Kwanzaa. So wow. for me, you know, black creativity, black genius, black excellence was something that I seen on a daily basis growing mm -hmm. up. So I didn't know, I just thought that that was just, that's just normal. Like being, yeah. being a superhero and, yes. and black and creative is just normal. Yeah. Like in my household, like that was just a standard. So yeah. Uh, I would say at a very young age, I, I knew that something special lived inside of the, that melanin. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that melanin. That's yeah. what I like to yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah. And I see you got a Compton hat. So Come on. you from Compton? Born and raised. Come on, born and raised. Sunny Cole. Let's talk Come about on. it. Sunny Cole, stand up. Y'all know what it is. The, how was your life growing up in the city of Compton? Man, beautiful, man. Like, if you ask anybody from Sunny Cole that grew up in the, in the first phase, because mm -hmm. you know in different phases. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, we grew up in Sunny Cove. Anybody that grew up... Uh, in Sunny Cove during, you know, the 90s, we just had a hell of a time. Mm -hmm. You know, we grew up playing football in the streets, and, you know, the ghetto bird was up. Everybody know yeah. that. You know, that's just, but it's funny, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, when you think about, you know, growing up in Compton or growing up how we grew up, some of the things that we just, it was just normal for us. Wasn't yeah. It's not normal for other folks, you yeah. know. Uh, I had some people visit from, from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. and we was out in L.A. and, the, you know, the ghetto bird came up. And they, you know, they looking <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, y'all straight. Man. Right. When that light hits you, then you <laughs> you know you got to get on. That's when you got to right? worry. But, you know, growing up, man, it was fascinating, man. I was, it was just I love my childhood, you know, mm -hmm. going outside, uh, playing, <laughs> playing murder ball, playing, you know, ding-dong ditch, yeah. playing football in the street, playing pickle. playing mm -hmm. Like, we just coming up with games, you know yep. what I mean? Because we didn't have social media. That's fact. So it was just like, you know, we, we just coming up with ideas to create. And yeah. uh, it was it was special, man. We have a brotherhood that, you know, you know, I'm sure you got your friends that mm -hmm. you cannot speak for months, uh -huh. even years. Yeah. And it's like your favorite cousin. It's like, yo, what's, you already know what it is. Yep. And that's the type of time we own that grew up in Sunny Cold during that time. It's like, it's a brotherhood, man. Because we could have mm -hmm. went left, but, you know, we had a, such a tight group with, with the shout outs to the parents in the neighborhood. It was yeah. like, we grew up in a time where yeah. that may have not been your mom, but mm -hmm. that was your mom. You know yes. what I'm saying? It was like, you can't say that in front of her, just like you oh couldn't say gosh. it. And, and they talking like, hey, how do you know all that? Because we just, we just that was the type of neighborhood we had. Yeah. It was a special time, man. Yeah, I miss those days, man. Playing in the street. Playing in the street. It was water no fights. social media. Come on, water you know, balloons. Yeah, water balloons. We had, to, we had the whole thing, you know? So it was it was beautiful, man. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't imagine. Like, I got two kids now, and just knowing, like, that time we were out at, I mean, I was seven, eight years old, and it's like out with, you know, late at night, you know, playing football. Cause I, I, I was the youngest in my neighborhood, so I was out with 10, 11, 12. We out there playing football at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, yeah. 10 o'clock at night. I couldn't imagine right now, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, just with the way the world is and, and, 
doing that with my daughter who's eight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but also at the same mm-hmm. time, the same time, it's what it was what gave us that 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 hidden genius because yeah. we understood what what was going on and we That's was able fact. to like really understand the street code. You know what I'm That's saying? That's a fact. And, and navigating in a, in a in a special way. So you know, I, we realized quick that you know we're the secret sauce. That's a fact. That yeah. I, we really are the secret sauce, and we see our blueprint everywhere yeah. in everything, and the clothes we wear, the way we talk, the slang we use, and it's a special type of a sauce that we have yeah. as black people that's unmatched by anybody. Facts. Facts. You know, and growing up in Compton, you know, we see the beautiful the beautiful things in Compton, but you also see some of the negative things and yeah, how it can yeah, negatively yeah. affect our community. Like, how was your experience with that, and how did you overcome? Just even growing up in that environment and not getting involved in things that could be detrimental to you. Now, I, I mean, I was still influenced. Like we were still mm-hmm. influenced. Absolutely. Like, even all the folks, even though we was tight and we had two parent households, many of us like we had a lot of stability. We still was influenced. Yeah. Right. We just wasn't influenced to the place, and I won't even say we wasn't influenced to the place. We were fortunate. Yeah. We were extremely fortunate. You know, like I thought I was gonna be a straight up just gangster rapper. Mm. Like even though my father was a councilman, I was influence of a culture. Yeah, you know, because absolutely. it was such. Like I grew up, even though my family were, were educators, I didn't mm. want to be an educator. Yeah, you no, know, I'm, I'm like, yo, y'all, why did, would you want to be a teacher? You're not making no money. Mm-hmm. That like it's one of the most disrespected professions in the country in the world. I hear you. Right when it comes to pay, because it's so it's women dominated, unfortunately, so yes. they disrespect it. And I'm like, yo, my father is this prominent figure yeah and yo we live it like we live like we live in paycheck to paycheck i was mm-hmm. just it wasn't adding up and yeah. you know come to realize you know of course my father is taking care of so many people yeah you know absolutely. but at the same time i'm just like I don't, I don't get it you putting in all this work but we we here yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying so i was like no nah, i'm about to rap or play football you okay know, I'm, I'm gonna show my parents this is how we gonna mm-hmm. change the circumstance where you ain't have to worry but we can take care of everybody so I was influenced. I mean, I was going over there. Um, shout outs to, you know, my, my when I was growing up, brothers that taught me how to rap, Wax and Packy, they grew up in Ujima mm-hmm. Village. Uh, Ujima Village not there no more, but I used to go over there and, and rap with them. Wow. And, like, had a name. Like, I had a whole rap name, had a whole had a whole vibe, you yeah. know, living like two lives, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was that journey for me, at least, of finding, like, who I was, mm. my identity, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, my father and I had the same name, mm-hmm. I felt like I was in his shadows. Ooh, okay. And being in somebody's shadows at that time, everybody know my pops. I'm going to school. Oh, you Professor Amin Ross, son. Mm-hmm. Are you this? And it was it was just, I was influenced. Yeah. So to, to give you context, I think um, I wouldn't have had it no other way, though. Yeah. Because it's what provided me to be a better educator. A revolutionary educator. So, um but I also want to say this, too, because a lot of people look at the negative sides of Compton. Mm-hmm. They, they, That's a fact. You know, I, I travel. I had the luxury of speaking to over 25,000 educators mm-hmm. last wow. year across the country, from Amazing. rural Kentucky to the Bronx to Indiana, and I wear this Compton hat. And it's mm-hmm. not because, man, I want to put on just for Compton. I want to right. put on for a lot of kids that come from areas and situations like mine that are a stereotype that's put on them. Mm-hmm. Because most people, I'm, I'm a lot of you not, I'm in front of crowds and... 
their impression of Compton is what they see the, from the yep. movie, straight out of Compton. That's exactly. It. So I wanted to represent, although I have a gold chain, I have a revolutionary educator in this hat, yeah. I got multiple master's degrees. Absolutely. Right? I was accepted to UCLA doctoral program. Talk that I, I had that best-selling, like I have these mm -hmm. intellectual properties and gifts. Absolutely. But I don't want you to judge me for how how the influence of culture and a culture that I love has yeah. influenced me. Because I'm going to walk in every building as my authentic self. And I want that next kid to walk in as their authentic self yeah. to say I'm accepted here. Yes. So Compton, where I go, I'm saying that it's a place where kids that can see themselves in me to say that you're accepted here. Absolutely. And that's, to me, that's what, more than anything, is that's what, that's what at least what I represent. Yeah, and I love that too. Because, you know, a lot of times we go through life and you don't feel like you can show up authentically Facts. as yourself because sometimes they don't make it comfortable for us Correct. to do that. So how do you find that authenticity and be like, you know what, I'm going to just show up as me yeah. because people are going to love what, I am who I am. Yeah, you know it's funny because, like these things are, are at a are 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 at are at war, right? Because yeah. like we're raised, think about it, we're raised in many ways. We get street influence. We understand the street code, and yeah, then we get yeah. to these places that says that you need to code switch. Yes. So we need to turn off the street code to turn on this switched code. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, and when we switch the code, we we lose ourselves. Yeah. Every time we switch the code, we lose a piece of ourselves. Yeah. You know, W.E.B. Du Bois talk about this double consciousness. Yes. And you 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 don't know who you are, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I went through that. When I became a teacher, I was like, man, I got to be Mr. Raw. Mm -hmm. right? I got to be Mr. Raw, this Clarence type of person yes. to because I got to be accepted as this teacher of what the what the world will say a black male teacher yeah, should look like. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I actually read this book called Chop Wood, Carry Water. Mm. And it's about falling in love with the process of becoming great. Yeah. And in the book, it talked about this, um, this story of this kid wanted to become a sorcerer. And he he, mm -hmm. he, he thought that he was going to go and get straight to, straight to business on mm -hmm. learning it. And his, man, his sensei was like, no, you need to chop wood and carry water first. You need to gain yeah. your discipline. Right, you need to gain his discipline. And, and during the story, as he's following in pursuit of greatness, he said he had to surrender the outcome Ooh. and become his authentic self. I and when that. I when I read that, it hit me. I said, yo, man, like, yo, I'm me. Mm -hmm. Like, what makes me me is the DNA of my learning. Yeah, definitely. Why would I cut that off to say that to be accepted in this space? And, and when I said, no, I'm going to surrender the outcome and be my authentic self mm -hmm. as a principal, as an educator, as a teacher, as an entrepreneur, as a yeah. businessman, as a husband, as a yeah. as a father, as a son, yeah. this is me. Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, you got to accept it. So uh, I, I always say that we have to walk into places saying that if it's on the spectrum of greatness in that pursuit, it's okay here no matter how you show yeah. up. So, you know, that's that's at least where I stand. I don't know yeah. if I answer what you, you know No, what I'm saying, that, that's great. That's where I'm at. What I take from that is um, authenticity and being who you are is your superpower. Correct. You know, it it makes you unique. It sets a new tone. You can yeah. you can change the, the feeling in a room. You walk in a room, you can elevate it with your uniqueness. And that's what I get from that. Correct. And, you know... And you call yourself a revolutionary educator. What does yeah. that mean? Yo, it's, it's about somebody who understands the culture and the culture and the dynamics yeah. of where they come from mm -hmm. and creates positive pathways of success for wow. everybody that they touch. 
Wow. Right? Like, and, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you got a teacher credential. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you got all these degrees. You're revolutionary educated mm-hmm. because you're creating a pathway. Yeah. And you're representing and providing education and information mm-hmm. and you're democratizing access to the creator economy. Yeah. You're, you're democratizing access to the brilliance and the genius of others. Yeah. Right? So you're a revolutionary educator. So I want to just represent, you know, those street scholars, those scholars yeah. that have been marginalized to say that, you know, your fluid intelligence is not brilliance and genius, mm. right? Because a lot of times in an educational system or in general, society would say, you know, you need this degree from Harvard and that's when right. you're a genius. Nothing against that. Like, I got my cousin going there, and, yeah, for sure, yeah. genius. But that doesn't mean that there's not room for other geniuses to thrive, yeah. right? Rather it be in the arts, rather it to be in, in music, rather it be through code, rather it to be this, their, yeah. their drive, the ability. I seen somebody talk about Kobe the other day. They said, you know, it was Gilbert Arenas. He mm-hmm. said, what made Kobe so great was that, you know, when you look like his physical features wasn't superb. Mm-hmm. He didn't have like the big hands. He didn't wasn't overly fast. He right, didn't right. jump out the gym. But he was able to take what he had and still be elite. Absolutely. Right? Because of his drive, his mentality. And that's a genius. That's a greatness. Yeah. And think about where where we come from and what we have to do. A lot mm-hmm. of us we gotta get out the mud. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? But the ability to get it out the mud and grow the roses and grow it to a garden to a yeah yo that's a genius yes it is and that's that's kind of like where where I say like no I represent the fluid intelligence the, the that that yeah. hidden genius with the hidden knowledge with the sacred knowledge that 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 blossoms you know yeah. so and that's a revolutionary educator yeah and I you know it said a lot and just in the city in Compton as an educator. You know, you've been able to make a huge impact. So as an educator, what do you see is some some of the main things that our youth today need? What are the tools that they need? Yeah, they need they need access. They need motivation that leads to inspiration and networks and Mm. mentorship. So like, you know, I was a founding principal. So Mm -hmm. I opened a high school. Right. Yeah. I I also opened a preschool right now. Yeah. So from pre-K to to 12. Mm-hmm. I understand the dynamics of education. So when I opened my school, I just wanted to build a school I wish I had, right? Oh, I wanted yeah. to build a school that said it was okay for you to be here, mm-hmm. but here are the pathways. And I wanted to build a school that every kid felt like somebody. Yeah. But I also wanted to build a school to say, yo, I'm going to love you, but I'm also got high expectations. Absolutely. Like, don't don't say you want to get out the mud, but you afraid to get mud on you you okay. know what I'm saying like you, those two things can't happen at the same mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. so like we got to understand unfortunately you know I was telling my one of the stories I told my students was all right y'all listen unfortunately a lot of us got to get it out the mud yeah many of us can sit here and complain about the fact that we got to get out of the mud mm-hmm. cool yeah and you can be there alone and this value and saying hey we, it's a problem that we got to get it out of the mud because they're not getting it out the mud Mm-hmm. But then you have people that say, like, yo, I got to go get it out the mud. That's a fact. And then some of the people get it out the mud, but they scared to get in the mud. Mm-hmm. But then it's that one person that say, no, nah, I'm just about to dive in and I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> Facts. And that person that dives in, they, they get something quicker than the other two. So I always talk to my students in that way. I'm yeah. like, listen, let's get you around other people so you can get the resource. Because once you get the resources and you do find that thing out the mud, toe to toe, pound for pound, you get resource for resource, we unstoppable. Unstoppable. So 
you know, it's it's for the kids today, it's around first, how do we motivate them? There's yeah. over fifteen million kids that's not returning to school after COVID. Oh wow. They're not motivated. Um with artificial intelligence, AI, there's millions of jobs that's gonna be lost. Yeah new skills they need access to understand what do new employers want and what do they seek absolutely two they need to be able to see people that come from where they come from walk talk and can can speak their language yeah. in those rooms and in those spaces so mm -hmm. they can say that mm -hmm. oh i can do it too absolutely so when we combine those things together it's a cultural movement that's mm -hmm. needed that's tied to academic success mm -hmm. with pipelines to power to companies and industries that are for the future. Wow. You, come here, come here. Yes, you. Have you been struggling to stay consistent with your content? We've all been there. You told yourself you was gonna post about a year ago, but you have yet to post today. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing the Ultimate Content Calendar Blueprint. It is a guide that will show you how to stay consistent with your content for the next 30 days and beyond. It's filled with tips, tools, and ideas to help you take your content to the next level. And guess what? It's completely free. So don't wait because it's gonna go out fast. So make sure you download the Content Calendar Blueprint today. Wow, phenomenal. And I think, you know, with tech, speaking of technology, cause I'm in the tech startup space and you know, just the, just the information on how to raise funds. Yeah. And the kids need to learn that too. Correct. When it goes through the process of funding, what mm -hmm. is the cycles of funding? You know, how do I get access to this funding? And a lot of people don't look like us in those spaces. Correct. Less than 2% of venture capital funding goes to black founders. Woo. <coughs> it, it hits you hard. Yeah. Yeah, because I've walked in rooms. I'm all, the only black person and Correct. probably the only woman. Correct. And it's, it's crazy the information out there. And like you said, just in the tech space as a career, there's so many opportunities for people to be making six figures. You can go get a certification yeah. and go make six figures. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think a lot of people just don't know that. And I think the younger they are, and you can catch them early, give them the skills, give them the knowledge, the training, and they'll be able to make six figures by the time they're in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think I got to say this. Listen. Yeah. We don't, all right, and some people are not going to like this. We don't need no more nonprofits. Ooh. We need more folks building companies that could generate millions, yeah. billions, yeah. to be able to become limited partners for VCs to, to be able to fund other businesses. Absolutely. Right? Because many of us, and, and we go through and we understand the problems of our community, and mm -hmm, we feel that mm -hmm. uh, just a nonprofit way, which is great, I'm not saying it's not, yeah. is the only way, or so, because that's our passion. Absolutely. Our passion is for our community. We don't want to say it's about the money. Mm -hmm. We don't want to say it's those different things. We don't want to, you know, I was talking, mentoring some folks uh, in, a, in a space, and they're afraid to talk about products and money mm -hmm. and getting at them, because it's like, oh, I just want to get capital yeah. so I can just do what I like to do for the yes. community. But also, we, that means we're staying knocking on doors that aren't, that's not from the community, hoping yeah. that they can give us access, yeah. hoping that they can give us a little bit of capital that's so we fact. can continue this thing. And what I'm saying is I have a startup company. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I see I, I, my company has been invited to Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. We have one of the biggest venture capital funds Amazing. in the world that, that, has, that has a seat at the table on our cap table. That's amazing. Right? A16Z, TXO, Talent Opportunity Fund, mm -hmm. invested in us. And I see 
the macroeconomics and how we are, we especially for Compton, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to say, you know what, let's incubate, let's accelerate, let's understand uh, uh, the startup world, let's understand how we can create scalable businesses yeah. that can be sold. Mm-hmm. That that because that liquidity event allows for us to reinvest. Yes. Right. Yes. Or to get to that valuation where we could now have different options, like access or our equity provides options. Yeah. So you know, and that's at least one of the missions that I'm on is to build a tech company, build something revolutionary, Absolutely. and create Compton VC, a, a venture capital legacy fund that teaches people. What what is a startup? How do you get yeah. to the point where you have a scalable business mm-hmm. um, that solves a problem? Absolutely. You know, like, and I feel like we sometimes feel that those two things can't coexist. Everybody, like, you can have high social impact mm-hmm. and a profitable business. Absolutely. Like, those two things can coexist. They it doesn't can. mean, oh, man, let me just worry about impact and not have a product mm-hmm. that solves a problem. And I think that um, we need more folks in the technology space, absolutely building uh, social platforms, building uh, also consumer products, building ed tech platforms, mm-hmm. uh, building in the healthcare, yes. right? We're fighting a lot of different fights absolutely. and we need uh, public and private partnerships to make it work. I agree a hundred percent. So for someone who's moving into the tech space, maybe they do have a startup. What is some advice would you g- would give them just starting out? Yeah, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna talk tell my story. Yeah, and hopefully you can pick up whatever I'm laying down when Come it comes on. to it. You know what I mean? So, I came my my, my startup company is called Knowledge. Mm-hmm. We bring learn to earn opportunities to schools across the globe. Yes, uh, we believe we're building a world where kids can fund their future, where they can learn anything from anywhere and mm-hmm. get paid to do it. Absolutely. Why is because, listen, the the numbers are clear. Over 15, 14 million kids are living below the poverty line. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 higher education is at an alarming level when it comes to tuition, mm-hmm. and most kids coming from where we come from, they're not exposed to high paying jobs, <clears throat> and they have their biggest financial decision by the time they uh, graduate high school, and that's wow. most of the time taking a student loan, yeah, or, be, or, or taking some form of debt, or choosing a a, a, a major that it's going to only pay them $50,000. And when they get it, they they got $50,000 alone, right? And that's a huge, huge problem. So what I did was, all right, this is a problem. What can I do? I was always into uh, technology, so I quit my job, and I taught Mm -hmm. myself how to code. Yeah. Uh, I learned a few program languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I landed on a program language in a stack called SQL. Mm-hmm. I learned some front-end design called Webflow, um, and I went to Twitter. Mm-hmm. I went to Twitter, and I just started tweeting my idea. Crazy. I didn't even know nothing about a startup. I didn't just start tweeting it. Folks was like, is this a company? Wow. And then I was like, damn, well, let me go to Fiverr and create a little logo. Yeah. And I created a little Twitter page and started to just uh, tweet facts about my yeah. idea and see what's, what people were saying and people would start to say it. And then I finally learned about, oh, I need to make this into a C corporation because mm-hmm. I'm thinking LLC mm-hmm. until yeah. I found out that most investors don't, VCs don't invest in LLCs. They would rather invest in a C corp. So I learned that and I'm on Twitter and people, you know, VCs are starting to catch on and one lady introduced me to a, a, a gentleman uh, by the name of Nate Jones. Mm-hmm. He worked with Nas. Yeah. And he introduced me to a gentleman named Kofi, who's head over A16Z TXO mm-hmm. fund. And I pitched him on what yeah. we were building. Mm-hmm. And they invested. That's amazing. Right? But that process was almost almost a full-year process. 
Wow. To get the, you know, could get that first yeah, initial yeah, check. Yeah. Um, so what I would say to somebody is network and and get to the point where you're doing your research. Absolutely. Right? Like this is this is a, this is what I said. Like I taught myself how to code. I taught myself blockchain. I taught myself so much. Mm-hmm. The information is there. So go go and ask questions. Fail fast and learn faster. Mm-hmm. That's my motto. It's like I may not know it, but I'm confident in myself that I figure it out. Yeah. So go learn, and and I would say um, I'll leave you with this. It's the four P's. These four, if you get these four P's right, mm-hmm. you'll at least be set up right. Mm-hmm. The first P is identify the problem that you're trying to solve. Like really understand your problem. Yeah. And then the next P is what's the product that can solve that problem, mm-hmm. right? So you identify the problem. Now you know the product that can solve that problem. Next is, what's the way that you can promote your product? Mm. Like, how do you promote? Is it through content? Is it through a podcast? Is it through yeah. TikToks? Is it through user-generated content? Mm-hmm. Figure out how you promote it. This, this, that's free. You don't yeah, need no money yeah. for that right now. And then last thing, this is critical. How do you plan to make money off of it? Come on. Right? Like, what is your business? What is your revenue model? Mm-hmm. Like, get those four things down. Right, and then if if you see me, are you? Because there's people that pitch me, and it's like, well, what's the problem you're solving? Do you know your market? Mm-hmm. Like I knew my market. Yeah. Like I know my client. Mm-hmm. I know like no one. I shouldn't know your client yeah. better than you. That's a fact. Right. That's and, a fact. And and that's a problem, right? Yeah. So uh, I would say if you do those four P's, understand your problem, develop a product, learn how to promote it, and what's your profits, yeah. then you're set up at least structurally. To be able to curate an elevator pitch. Yeah. Go to market strategy. Facts. You know what is really cool to hear the process because a lot of people, there's so many ideas out here. Yep. You know, there's so many great ideas and, you know, in these spaces that we grow up in, I grew up in Long Beach, you grew up in Compton, there's the next person has the biggest idea and they just need someone to pour into them or to take them by the hand. So what is your stance on mentoring? And do you provide that to a lot of the young people that you have through your education? Yeah, I, I, I would say I have my natural mentorship and mm-hmm. proximity, and that's fortunately or unfortunately is networking yourself into my proximity in a mm-hmm, sense. So, like, mm-hmm. it just happened organically where yeah. it's like this is a kinship and I will mentor you, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's just natural, organic mentorship. Absolutely. And then there's, like, this intentionality, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I, am I allocating time? you know, mm. for for this execution. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, yes, I, I'm big on mentorship, but I'm more big on the mentee, what they say. They say the the the, the teacher arrives or the, the student arrives or something like that when the teacher, the teacher arrives when the student shows up, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that, like, when you're ready to learn, yeah, like, then this mentorship can happen. Because mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, um, I, I'm at this stage right now, like there, I'm not short of ideas. Mm. I, like I'm more about people that can execute on ideas. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yo, I'm sure you have somebody. Oh, I got an idea for your podcast. Right. Girl, you should, <laughs> you should do that, 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 that. These and boom, 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 and your thing gonna be up right. here. And you like, okay, are you gonna help me execute? Hello. Right? Because people, like, I don't need your criticism right now. I need mm-hmm. your support. You Say know what that I'm saying? again. So, like, I don't, you know, ideas, man, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. How how are you executing? 
Yeah. Right? And do you believe? So that's at least for me. If I see you out here trying to execute, that mm-hmm. makes me be like, yo, I want to help you. It's like this. Uh, I tell this to my mentees all the time. Like, imagine two people are driving in the mountains and they both run out of gas. Mm-hmm. Right? One person is like on their phone and like, oh my gosh, I got to call AAA. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. they don't got service. And all the cars are past them. She's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. The other person like, I don't got no service. I'm about to get out the car and start pushing it. I don't mm-hmm. know where we're going, but hopefully a gas station is here. Period. So they start pushing it. And the other person who was looking at the phone, looking at them like, dang, they're crazy. And then somebody stopped and helped them push. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh my God. Then another car comes and stops mm-hmm. and calls a tow truck. And then now the car is on a tow truck gone. Why are you still in the car wondering why nobody helping you? Hello. Well, the point is, get out the car and start pushing. Okay. Right? And, and what I mean by that is, I don't want you to, ha- most people have their ideas and it's always stuck here. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want to share nobody. Mm-hmm. I have folks that's not even executing on the idea. They, they hit me <laughs> up and be like, yo, can, you got to sign the NDA before I tell you. Right. Like, all right, bet. Like, you hold that. You know, like, I really want to see those who are who are fearless. Yeah. That's like, yo, I'm going to execute. If I get your mentorship or not, yeah. I'm going to execute. Yeah. Because I'm not, I'm not, your mentorship is not, um, the foundation of mm-hmm. my success. Mm-hmm. It'll be an add-on. Yeah. So like I would say, like, nah, get out there and execute. Let's let's start let's start getting some traction. Let's start mm-hmm. moving. And then the mentorship here now accelerates you. Yeah. You know, so uh that's at least where I stand. Yeah. And what knowledge, you know, is that something that you've been you said it took four years to get up to the point where you got an investor. And do you have people going through the program now? Correct. We got 5,000 kids across the country learning and earning. Um, 5,000? 5,000 kids, yeah. So so knowledge, let me, I'll tell you this. So before it was knowledge, the company was called K-12 Crypto. Yeah. Right? Um, and we, we, we did a pilot with K-12 Crypto. And we're still big in, like, Web3, blockchain technology. Yeah. We're still doing that. But we also understand, like, I'm a brand guy. Yeah. Like, my, my brand, Revolutionary Educator, mm-hmm. right? being revolutionary, like, I'm a brand guy. I can build brands and sell in schools and solve problems in schools second mm-hmm. to none. Right? It's because amazing. we have receipts. Like, we know how to unpack the hidden treasure that lives inside, especially urban students and urban communities yeah. across the world. Yeah. Like, second to none. But also understand that in order to scale what... I was doing in service wise as just human being. Yeah. We need the technology. Absolutely. We need to be able to say, how could I curate what we did in Watts with my high school and what we're gonna do at our preschool where it's accessible to any and every community that seeks to be part of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but I need a brand because the brand for technology and ed tech, like I'm sure you went through it. They got like mm-hmm. nothing against them, the class dojos and this and and, and cahoots and all these different yeah. technology. They're great products, mm-hmm. but it doesn't scream the culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, I was on ChatGPT, on others, my wife, and we was going back. I'm like, man, cred stack this, that, and then wife was like, yo, you always giving knowledge. Mm. I was just like, yo, I think, I think that's it, knowledge. And then um, I went to ChatGPT and came up with like 10 different ways to spell it. Yeah. And then I, and, you know, and, and we found it, we landed on K N O W L E J. Yeah. And that's knowledge. And um, so we rebranded to knowledge and it's mm-hmm. just been taken off. So 
to go back, we have 5,000 kids across the country uh, being able to earn di di digital assets from sneakers to gift cards to Jordan sneakers. And we look wow. for brand partnerships. We look yeah. for people, brands that want to make a social impact mm -hmm. in schools. They partner with knowledge. And we provide them with an impact tracker to see how many kids they impact from the rewards mm -hmm. that they provide. Yeah. Schools p pay us for kids to participate. And we work with school, uh, colleges, universities, grants, nonprofits to become the financial operating system to incentivize students and families as they matriculate through school. Mm -hmm. uh, our big vision is that kids will eventually be able to earn thousands of dollars and dollars to the seed money mm -hmm. to fund their future. So it's guess amazing. what? You don't have to now knock on the door yeah. on every VC. At least you had $2,000 when you graduated or $3,000. Yeah. Um, and some people say, well, that ain't no money. Listen, $2,000 ain't a lot of money. It may not change somebody's life, but it can change somebody's life. It can change somebody's life. You know what life. I mean? Because I'm the one that I've graduated kids, and I've lost a kid because the $400 that he needed to get out of state to another university felt like he didn't have, stayed at a community mm. college, and the streets got to him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I know firsthand what some seed money for, for that one student who's trying everything that don't got it all together, but they got it together, they trying to hold it together, mm -hmm. like that can change a kid's life. So that's been our mission is to reshape ed education and have every, and call to action, every ed tech company yeah. should be providing a learn to earn where those families get a piece of the pie in wow. regards of the, the billions of dollars that these companies are making on the backs of students that come from communities like ours. Yeah, and it, it, it motivates the kids to stay in school. Correct, correct. Because there's so many kids that drop out every year. Correct. You know, because maybe they're not <clears throat> motivated. Maybe, you know, even the curriculum yeah. in schools are just not it. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's outdated, and including technology and then adding this incentive to it can really change the scope of how they view education. Yeah, so for those who don't know, there's a study called Cash for Grades. Mm -hmm. It's by Harvard, by Dr. Roland Fryer. Mm -hmm. uh, it was conducted in 2008. Mm -hmm. 36,000 kids across the country were incentivized with stipends for good grades, good attendance, and test scores. Amazing. In one year, it showed an increase, and it had some mixed results. Mm -hmm. showed an increase in some engagement. It didn't show an increase in test scores. Yeah. But the research showed that the number one way to increase test scores is one-on-one -on -one tutoring. Mm -hmm. So that's that. But I want you to take also to just take in our world. That happened in 2008. Wow. There was no software. There was no gamification. It was just like, you come to school, you get some money. Yeah. A middle school kid, if you talk to, like, if I talk to my daughter who's eight in elementary, mm -hmm. if I told her, here, I'll give you $20 or $20 worth of Robux in her game. Oh, yeah. She's taking Robux 10 out of 10 times. Absolutely. So our theory for at least uh, for me we're now in 2024. Mm -hmm. That was the last time anyone did a comprehensive study on financial incentives in oh, school. Wow. We were still on iPhone 1. Mm. So I, I want you to put in context, if we looked at that study like it was a product. Yeah. In 2008, we did a study with 36,000 kids for money. We never revisited from 2008 to see what was flawed in the study. Yeah. Our, our platform knowledge is the enhancement and the revolutionary approach taken mm -hmm. upon on that study to mm -hmm. gamify learning, 
in a way that engages and personalized to every kid. Yeah. So there's some kids that want the Robux. There's some kids that want the V-Bucks in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. There's some kids that's like, yo, give me the money. Right. There's some kids that's like, yo, give me the sneakers. I there's love some, it. So we, we personalize it using artificial intelligence mm-hmm. with insights, and we use blockchain to protect the rewards. So mm-hmm. upon graduation, they can now own their assets. That's amazing. So that's, that's the mission that we're on to reshape and revolutionize education. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I wish I had that when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. I wish I would have gotten tech earlier. <laughs> yeah. So how can people get involved in are you looking for additional investors? How does yeah. that work right now? Yeah, so we 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 are starting our pre-seed round. So okay. we did well. Like we have major traction. We have over 300,000 kids mm-hmm. uh, on a wait list. Um we have 5,000 kids active and we're opening up a, a 2 million dollar pre-seed round for investors. Um, they can they can jump in and, and join us as we reshape education. Join on our join on this like real big journey because we're not going yeah. anywhere. Like yeah. and and we're here to play the long game. Like yeah. we're not like hey, we're looking. We're interviewing at this stage. We're interviewing investors and scoping investors just as much as they're scoping us. So yeah. we've said no to a few folks because we just mm-hmm. it, we just weren't mission aligned. Um, because we're in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like they say in the world, and, I, and I'm now seeing how true it is, is the best time to ask for money is when you don't need money. Mm, um, okay. and, and, and it's hard, right? Because yeah. it's hard to get to the point where it's mm-hmm. like I don't need the money. But uh, that's why I said, you know, when, when you build a product and people and you're solving that problem, yeah. you can start just saying, you know what? We're getting some revenue. Yes, the money will be great. We can yeah. accelerate. Um, but at what cost? Yeah. Right. We don't we we do want to make sure that we have the right partners, the right yeah. people that's on our mission. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, I would say, for example, we are going to be hiring. Yeah. Uh, one of the key industries that we are looking for is prompt engineers, mm. uh, prompt engineers. If you don't know what it is, go go look it up. It's the ability for you to be able to understand some of these AI tools and be able to yeah. prompt them creatively, constructively and critically. Mm-hmm. Um, if you cannot do that, that means that we have to allocate more time in coaching you, yeah. which is fair, right? We can, mm-hmm. we can do that. But it's so much better when you come in prepared. Mm-hmm. So that's why we are anchoring it with a lot of schools. And like we have to start getting um, students aware of how to prompt. Yeah. What are these tools and how do they use them? And that's just one side of the AI tech. Yeah. We haven't even talked about training like machine learning and understanding like the data sets that go into a lot of these uh, uh, intelligence and large language models yeah. are not culturally responsive. Yeah. Uh, meaning that if you go to ChatGPT or BARD or some of these large language models of tech and you say, hey, give me a teacher that looks cool, the default is a teacher that probably won't look like you. Absolutely. Right? So um, that's that's something that we, we are bringing to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And we look to build a pipeline for young uh, black technologists that come from where we come from to have a home mm-hmm. here at Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... None against, you know, any other pathways and programs. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they prepare them for a culture that is not equipped yeah. for that genius, right? Yeah. And you feel like you, and it goes back to that code-switching aspect. So uh, that's that's what we're about, and that's what we're building. Yeah. So, like, definitely get in prompt engineer. If you if you understand how to use some of these tools, like, shoot us a DM. It may be a spot for you at Knowledge. Come on now. Listen, what's the next wave of AI? Because AI is like rapidly changing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like every day. So, what do you think the next wave is? Yeah, I think um, I think AI is going to be here, but I do think that it's going to catch a lot of ways in in the next six months, uh, next eight months when it comes mm-hmm. to election season. 
I think that we are in a bubble when it comes mm-hmm. to like a lot of companies. I think a lot of companies will fall. Um, mm. I think there's going to be some new legislation passed. I think there's going to be policies. I think there's going to be a lot of shifts in the AI space. Yeah. Nothing just goes straight up. Right. Right. So with that being said, it doesn't mean you should leave the space. Right. It doesn't mean you shouldn't learn it. It just means be prepared for the tailwinds that are coming up. Yeah. Right. But it's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Like uh, Google just laid off thousands of employees because they can be replaced with, with, with AI. Ooh. Uh, uh, Duolingo, the, the language provider, mm-hmm. just laid off thousands because now of AI. Uh, Walmart just said 60% of their stores is about to be, you know, uh, uh, fully automated with AI. Yeah, they are, yeah. You know, so these 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 technological advances are not going anywhere. Yeah, it's true. The, you have to ask yourself, are you going to be a Flintstone or a Jetson? Right? I love it. And, you know, unfortunately... You need to keep your Flintstone wisdom, mm-hmm. but build your Jetson skill. Yeah. And and I think you'll be in a good place. Yeah, I think people of color, is, if we get into it now, yeah, we can do so much. We can make a huge impact in that space. Yeah. And I really want us to really deep dive into careers. Correct. You know what I mean? And for someone who's just, interested in, in that space what is something they, they can get into now and, and where can they go and get those skills yeah so i would say a few things one is um and i could be pronouncing it wrong it's called you wizard um mm-hmm. u-z have you heard of that U-Z- no i don't know that one i-a-r-d dot a-i mm-hmm. right it helps you build out an app from a prompt well it, it Wait a build <laughs> out it'll build out it'll build out the, at least the front end design of your app from a prompt. So I'll give you an example. If you go to uwizard.ai, uh, I believe, um, don't quote me on that, but we can pull it up. Mm-hmm. You can say, I I am looking for um, an app that can help connect um, the keys to the culture influencers to my podcast mm-hmm. that will allow them to be part of a membership, mm-hmm. right? And it'll create what the best thing will look yeah. like. This. And you can say, I want it to look futuristic. These are the color things. And then build mm-hmm. out like kind of like a wireframe template for you. That is amazing. And you can at least now take that and go find a, a designer, go find a, a back-end developer and make it live. In, That's insane. In less time, right? So being able to develop products is a lot quicker. And this is happening mm-hmm. in real time right now. Yeah. Right? So I would definitely do that. Um, I would definitely say dive into the problem yes and then use our creativity to figure out what is a product everything around us is a product mm-hmm. right somebody had to think all right we want a screen how can we put people you know how can we put it in branding and put it yeah. in camera and put it right there like and a lot of times creativity is the misuse of things mm. right like when you think about some of the most creative things that that come about is it's come from like oh that, that beat machine wasn't supposed to do that. I wasn't supposed to use yeah. it for that. But I put that in there, and it was like, damn, that actually yes. go. Right? Like, so when you think about, like, the auto-tune and these mm-hmm. different things, you're misuse of products that then becomes a standard. So, and it, and it happens time and time again. But uh, I would say, like, go to go back to those four Ps, but go to uh, uwizard.ai um, and really just play around with developing a product. I mean, ChatGPT and Bar can actually give you the code, yeah. the back end code. Um, 
but I would study, I would start to study and look at everything we use right now as a product. Mm-hmm. And, and once you start getting into tech, you start realizing like, oh, I know how to build that. Mm-hmm. I take them. I have no computer science background. Right. Right. I have no computer science background, and now I can go through an app and be like, oh, this is. Oh, I know exactly what you did. Oh, I know. Oh, I can build this. Yeah. Right? Because you start to get Crazy. engulfed in it. And you start. And, and uh, you know, for a long time, have you ever been around somebody that does construction? And they'd be like, oh, I know how to, I know what they did. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, they did that. It's because once you get so used to knowing mm-hmm. how they, like a construction worker can come in here and look around and be like, okay, I can build this. I know what mm-hmm. they did. It's the same way in technology. Once you start getting used to, oh, man, okay, they all right, we can build an API for that, and that's just an integration that can tap into that technology. I'll give yeah. you an example. What makes Uber special, like Uber, mm-hmm. is GPS. It's allowing the person that is driving to know where you're at to come pick yes. you up. If Uber didn't have GPS, it wouldn't be an Uber. That's a fact. Did Uber build GPS? No. no. They built the user experience on top of GPS mm-hmm. because they were able to understand this different technology. So the reason why we need to expose students to these technologies is because their creative thought will then understand that they can build something on top of it. Yeah. That makes the genius come. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, so when you think about Clubhouse, there was nothing like revolutionary with the technology. It was just it put together in a user experience mm-hmm. that was like, oh, like back in the days, we used to all get on a phone and had a little party room. Yep, like, I remember. You know what I mean? They just <laughs> took that concept and put it in a yeah, in an app. Yeah, definitely. So I just, I just say that, you know, we got to expose it so you can understand yeah. what you're doing. Hey, it's your girl, Maisha from Keys to the Culture Podcast. Are you a creative building a brand and want to take your business to the next level? Then listen up because I got some exciting news for you. One of the fastest ways to reach your target audience is to promote on Keys to the Culture podcast. Why? Because we have some of the biggest names in the game, from musicians to CEOs to creatives and bosses of all kind. So this is your chance to tap into our audience to grow your business to the next level. We work with small businesses as well as newbies in the game. So don't worry if you're just starting out, we got you covered. Are you ready to promote on Keys to the Culture podcast? Well, click the link in the bio to promote today. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of companies, they miss the mark. Like, speaking of Uber, Taxi. Yeah. They was late to the game to even do, like, an app and get, you know, on the phones. Because yeah. everything is on the phone now. Correct. So, because it was so late and behind, they miss the opportunity to take over that space. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that has happened. I mean, Blockbuster. I say that in my presentations. I yeah. go across the country and I have a big sign that says, are you the blockbuster of education or are you the Netflix? Man. Right? And a lot of times, you know, you think about the story of blockbuster, I tell them all the time is, you know, blockbuster was it growing up. Like, yeah. it was a spot. It was like, we go in there, it was cool, but go they find didn't, a movie. they did not change. They no, had they opportunity didn't. to change, but they felt like we're the standard. Yeah. And, you know, I to believe, if I'm not mistaken, Netflix wanted to partner with blockbuster. With Crazy. Partner, and they denied it. And then Netflix evolved to streaming, and they thought it was a fad. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is whatever. And then Blockbuster's gone. And then now I think it was like one left. I used to tell I tell this all the time. It's like one left because they, they have this whole documentary on the last Blockbuster yeah. left. It's a documentary on Netflix. Crazy. Right? So, like, the last documentary of Blockbuster, the only way that you can see it is on Netflix. 
the Isn't company that, that took them out. And we asked, you know, teachers, are you the blockbuster of education? Mm. You know, uh, and many are, right? Like, yeah. they're still using stickers to just reward kids. Oh. They're still doing this certificate. <laughs> Like we, and nothing wrong with it, but it's like, yeah. we can't go no, like, that's something it. else, man. That's been like 50 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, I love that example. I, I use it all the time. Or Amazon and Toys R Us. Like, it's, it's so many examples. Oh, my God. It's been such a wave. Things mm -hmm. have been changing. And it changed rapidly. Technology changes every 2.5 seconds Correct. or something else. Correct. And, um, you know, I just really want to see more of us in that space as well. Yeah. Um, and speaking of technology, when it comes to cryptocurrency, because I know nothing about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, give some people just some basic knowledge about crypto, and then where is this going? Is this yeah. really going to be a thing? No, it, it is a thing. Okay. All right, so let me explain crypto or in the best way I can, right? Mm hmm so, you know, back in the days, you know how, have you ever had somebody had a, like a physical safe in their house? Yeah. Like they have a safe. If you imagine somebody who had a safe back in the days or even today, typically what do you put in that safe, right? You unlock yeah. it, take, you know, find, you know, the code and you'll put like your Rolex, your, your prized possessions mm -hmm. in that safe. Or mm -hmm. you'll be like my mom, you put everything under the, <laughs> the mattress, right? <laughs> right. That's safe. But going back to the safe, you put all your prized possessions, mm -hmm. your physical assets in that yeah. safe, you lock it. And if you have somebody, like, here's the secret code to get in mm -hmm. that safe. Well, now we have moved and we have transitioned to mm -hmm. a digital yeah. asset space. So if we take that same physical you put in the safe and digital, like, more people now, we value our pictures. We value that blue check. We value mm -hmm. all these different things. Where do you put your digital assets? Yeah. Well, you put your digital assets in a wallet that you can secure, yeah. which essentially is a digital wallet that is on a blockchain. Okay. Right? So imagine that safe. The safe is the wallet mm -hmm. and the blockchain is where it lives. Yeah. Right? So now going back to the safe, the most prized possession in the past was gold. Yeah. You put the gold in the safe. Hmm. Well, in the digital world, the prized possession of digital gold yeah. is Bitcoin. So you get Bitcoin as your digital gold to put in your safe, yeah. which is your wallet. Because since the beginning of time, money has always evolved. Yeah. Assets has always evolved. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, where do you think? We went from only having cash or gold and this to debit cards, to credit cards, to now you can pay for it on your phone. Yeah. So now you got Cash App. Yep. Now you got Zelle. Now, you know, you're doing all yeah. that. You're already on your phone. That's okay. So now your digital wallet is on your phone. Mm -hmm. Where's your digital gold? Bitcoin. Mm. Whereas now what we found out is, remember going back, creativity comes from the misuse yeah. of things. So when people found out about this technology, so they good. start to be creative mm -hmm. to create digital art, yes. NFTs, non-fungible tokens. When you think about digital art physical art is one of the most enriched asset classes in our country yes, if you hear about jay-z you hear about they're like yo get invest in art that one of one piece yeah. is millions right that one then if we're going Crazy. into a digital world don't you think digital art will also eventually have value that's a fact so how do you protect how do you know what digital art if it's validated like, mm -hmm. see, like a physical art, you'd be like, that, that artist that put their signature. Yeah. 
But then you buy it from that physical artist. But what if you wanted to resell it? You will resell it, but that artist don't get no money from you reselling it. That's a fact. But what if there was technology that allowed you to continuously in perpetuity earn money from your product, your origination, your IP to be sold? Yeah. And the only way for you to be able to do that is wow. through blockchain and crypto because it's permissionless. Mm. I can, I, me and you can transact without a government entity, without a middleman yeah. right then and there. So uh, I kind of went from low, but hopefully, you know, the viewers can understand that, you know, the bet in blockchain, Bitcoin is not a now bet. It's a generational bet. Mm. Imagine if our if, if our parents, right, right, right. That's what trust and yeah. investing in assets is generational. That's so fair. I'm getting gold and I'm collecting gold and precious metals, not just for my lifetime, mm -hmm. for my kids and their kids' kids. Yeah. So I would say, excuse me, Bitcoin is the digital gold, Bitcoin is the digital gold, Ethereum is the digital silver. Buy it, not for you. Yeah. For who kids. you're going to pass it to. Yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. Mm. Because, you know, it's been so much talk about cryptocurrency over the last couple of years. And, you know, people say, oh, no, don't invest into that. And. But it seemed like it is something that's just a long-term play. It, it, and you're going, you're going to get some short-term rewards, for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? I have gotten some short-term yeah. rewards, for sure. But it's where you want to protect your assets. Yeah. It is a, it is a very uh, volatile asset class. Mm -hmm. But you got to think, Bitcoin was once $3. Yeah, I know. Now it's 40000 Oh, I wish I would have cleaned up there. <laughs> right? So, and I know I get it. People are like, but I don't get it. I don't, where is it at? Right. Well, ask yourself now. You know, back in the days, remember when we were growing up in our in our, in our our room, we used to put all our little pictures similar to this on the, yeah. on the, on the rooms and stuff. Now, we, our Instagram is that picture. Like, that's mm -hmm. our digital room. That's a fact. Right? So, Ooh. digital assets are only going to increase. And you yeah. have to ask yourself, what digital asset are you investing in and collecting mm -hmm. um, to to be prepared for a decentralized or somewhat decentralized mm -hmm. um, asset class when it comes to cryptocurrency? Yeah. And that's why we're providing access to the next generation mm -hmm. with our platform knowledge yeah. to provide them with the, the opportunity to earn crypto and Bitcoin and, or Satoshi yeah. uh, as they go through school so they can understand there is a new digital world that's happening. Similar to, and I leave it with this, you ever been somewhere and they say, we accept MasterCard, credit card, mm -hmm. Visa. Eventually we'll live in a world where it says, we accept those cards, but we accept Bitcoin, Ethereum. Yes. And that, and they do have the ATMs too. They already, so it's happening. Yeah, it's already happening. Correct. So y'all get into it now. It's yeah. not a game out here. Yeah. So what's next for you? Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. A lot. Mm -hmm. You know, so we, you know, shout outs to my boy Stick, Stink Watch Foundation, mm -hmm. Austin Eckler from uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, my executive director, uh, Dr. Cherie Montgomery mm -hmm. for um, our Early Childhood Academy. Uh, we're opening up the Compton Legacy within the next 60 mm -hmm. days, right in the heart of Compton. Uh, we're going to be welcoming over 26 families uh, to the first uh, Web3 AI powered preschool where we have mm -hmm. game based learning, but also for families uh, to be piloted with 
earning digital rewards for participating in parent university at our school. So we're going to be opening up our preschool. Super excited about that. Uh, I have my kids book, Little City Big Dreams, that's coming mm-hmm. out. Um, and it's to inspire kids all across the world, no matter where they come from, but specifically if they come from places like mine, yeah. to, although you may come from a little city, don't let it uh, be a barrier for you to have a big dream. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, of course, is... Um, well, not last. We got a lot of other stuff, but we got yeah. a, we got a documentary coming out on my journey of opening up the school. Uh, it's called The Diary of a Revolutionary Educator, um, and, and doing that. But ultimately, what I'm most excited about is being um, being a now technologist, a startup founder, mm-hmm. and uh, we our goal is the road to one million. Uh, our goal and our mission is to impact positive change with one million kids and families across mm-hmm. the country. Uh, we have five thousand. We got a long way to go. Uh, but we're looking for brands to help us uh, achieve this mission of impacting one million kids mm-hmm. uh, through Learn to Earn to understand the future of work and learning through our platform. That's amazing. Yeah. Look, you're doing big things out Appreciate here, you. man. That's phenomenal. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Thank you. Thank listen, I'm proud of you. listen, we connected at an event. I, I believe it was uh, with uh, Children Striving Together. Yep. Yep. Shout Chris- out to Christy. Shout out to Christy. And I said, I got to get this guy on the podcast. Like, so smart, so educated. And you have so many things that you're doing for the community that's so important and that's needed now. We need this. And I feel like the next generation not only is going to take this, but it's also going to plant a seed in them to be able to build for their next generation as well. So where can the people find you? Give me your app, your website, everything. Listen, if y'all trying to reshape education, Follow me, Principal Raw, R-A-H-H, on all platforms, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Join the mission. Go follow the company. Get knowledge. At Get Knowledge, G-E-T-K-N-O-W-L-E-J. Join us as we reshape education. Help us impact one million kids across the country. Be reengaged with school. But most importantly, understand what it takes to make their dreams come true. Let's get it. Let's get it. Y'all better follow this man. And if you want to follow the show, at Keys of the Culture Podcast on all platforms, follow me at I am Maisha. And thank you for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you soon.